Welcome to the Next Level Leadership Small Business Owner Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Vizanar. In this podcast, you'll learn the strategies, processes, and mindset to take you, your teams, and your organization to the next level. I'm very excited about today's episode because today I have a very special guest. He's an international speaker and trainer in the fields of leadership, management, personal growth, and development. He's also the author of Dare to Matter, the number one bestseller in the human resources and personal management category, and the number two bestseller in the management, I'm sorry, in the business motivation and self-improvement category. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Pete Smith to the show. Pete, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Ben. Thanks so much for inviting me. Glad to be here. Awesome. So, Pete, for those that don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. There's a primarily what I'm doing right now is a lot of speaking at conferences. So conferences in a pretty wide variety of industries uh, will invite me in and ask me to either uh, be an opening or closing keynote speaker for them, either get their conference kicked off in the right way or, or wrap it up in a, in a nice bow form. So I'm spending the majority of my time doing a lot of speaking, but I also do uh, some coaching and some training as well. So that's, that's the bulk of what I'm doing. Excellent, excellent. So before we get too deep into the book, and I love the book, I want to start by saying that, and I don't recommend a lot of books. Um, I definitely strongly recommend anyone who's a, uh, just you know, trying to find purpose in their life or if they're a new or young leader or they're a small business owner or, or thinking about starting a small business, you definitely have to read this book. But before we get too big in, or too deep into the book, tell us a little bit about the events that led up to creating Dare to Matter. Yeah, the, uh, a lot of that stemmed from an experience that I had back in May of, of 2010, uh, and I, I had a stroke. And I was uh, 35 years old at the time. I was just shy of my 36th birthday. And all of a sudden, it was you know 6:45 in the morning, and, and my legs are getting wobbly, and I'm thinking, gosh, what what is going on? You know, I just finished checking emails that came in the night before. I was getting ready to head out the door for work, and you know, bam, t- took me by surprise. And and there was um, a moment during the stroke, you know, I fell, I lost my balance, and, and fell down to the ground, and, and I'm sitting on my dining room floor, and all of a sudden, I, I hear my body begin to shut down. Um, and when I say I heard it shut down, it, it just sounds like an engine winding down. You know, you just you hear uh, an engine coming to a halt. You hear the gears coming to a halt. That's exactly what I heard internally. And I remember thinking, I, I'm dying. Like, I can't believe this. I, I'm dying. I, I have about 60 seconds left to live. And, um, you know, in the book, I, I describe about what I thought about in that moment. But I, I lost my speech. I was temporarily paralyzed. And uh, you know, that was the event. Luckily for me, the story obviously has a happy ending because everything came back. You know, I regained my speech. I regained usage of my body. But, it, but what was interesting is, is in that moment when I thought my life was ending, uh, that's what I wanted to, to share with everyone else is that these are the things that actually matter. Uh, so we want to focus on this, not at the last moments of our life, but knowing this is what we're going to think about Let's start applying that stuff to what we do today. So it was that whole stroke, which was really the, the kickstart for everything that has transpired since then. 
Awesome. And when, 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 what year was that? How long ago was that? 2010. So uh, eight years, eight and a half years ago. Awesome. And, and you're, you're, I'm, I'm assuming you're strong and healthy now. You're, you're still with us. Yeah, healthy. Right. I don't know if I, you know, I'm not very strong. Um, you know, my, <laughs> my kids would argue that point. But, uh, yeah, no. It, and that's what, what's, what's so incredible about that whole experience is, is, look, I didn't do anything to cause the stroke, but I also promise you I didn't do anything to recover from it either. Uh, it, it's just fascinating how the body started redirecting blood flow around the clot, which is what caused the stroke and, and allowed things to come back just as quick as, well, not just as quick, but, but in the same manner as I lost it. You know, it's just uh, a total lesson on control uh, and, and a, and a right. pure look at, at really what we control and what we don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we don't have as much as we think, right? Uh, we have a, a fraction. Way. Yes, of what we actually think yeah. we control and, and what we actually do control. Yeah, well, and I'm going to say something that's going to sound like I'm talking out both sides of my mouth. You know, we, we, we don't control as much as we, we think. You know, like you said, you know, it, it takes an instant snap, boom, and, and you're, you're, you're on your way out. But we also have a lot more influence and a lot more control than we think we do, right, especially when it comes to our own lives and making choices and decisions, which sort of kind of leads me – to, to the book, right? And there's a, there's a ton of constructs in this book, and it's just one golden nugget after another. And obviously, we don't have time to cover them all, but, but tell us a little bit about how a life of significance can really help people lead a more fulfilled life. And, and, yeah. and that's kind of the, yeah. the overarching theme of the book, right? Yeah, it, absolutely. It's, you know, one, of the, one of the big things that, that came out of that experience is the, rec- the realization that Look, society continues to send us this message that our greatest endeavor is the achievement of success and happiness, you know, and there's so much out there being driven toward those two goals. We want to be successful and we want to be happy. And yet in that moment when I'm sitting on the floor thinking my life was ending, I didn't think about either one of those things because what I did think about was whether or not I was significant. You know, I thought about, um, did I do everything that I wanted to do in this life? Did I, did I change anyone's life? Did I run my race to win? Did I hold back at all? Um, really what it comes down to is, is did I matter? And I think that's what, the thing that really stands out to me is that in the precise moment when I thought, God, my life is ending, one of the things that mattered to me most was whether or not I mattered at all. And that's really what, what, kick-started this idea of, no, we're, we're focused sometimes on the, on the wrong things. Um, it's not about success. It's not about happiness. It's about, it's about significance. It's about focusing on things that matter. So that's what, what was so strikingly uh, apparent to me in that, in that uh, event. That moment. Yeah, and, and a lot of people, I think, confuse success and fulfillment and happiness and, and I can tell you in my, from my own personal journey, and I'm sure you, you probably have several stories or you've probably witnessed um, with some of your clients that, you know, success doesn't make you happy. And we could point to a million and one people who have, you think they have the perfect life and all the money and all the fame and all the success and they're, you know, committing suicide and they're just miserable and their kids hate them. And, you know, happiness and success don't always go together, right? They don't, nor are they polar opposites, right? And so it's not necessarily an either or thing. Uh, you can be very successful, you can be very happy and very fulfilled. Uh, you can also be very successful, have a ton of money, and be completely lonely, unfulfilled, and miserable. And so you look at these things, 
yes, at times they, they work hand in hand. Uh, at times they seem to be opposite of each other. But we can have it. Uh, we can have them all or, or we can have none of them. Sure, sure. And, and leading a, a, a life of significance, and just you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but to clarify, you, know, you see leading a life of significance more as a mindset of fulfillment, you know, more than just simple financial or career success, right? Well, it's more than that. It's more than, than career success, uh, but it's also more than a mindset. You know, certain people believe that, all right, I have a mindset form, but really what, what makes the, the significant aspect of it is the doing part as well. It's not just enough to have the, the mindset of significance if that doesn't translate into specific action that uh, drives us toward that, that higher level of fulfillment. And so it's a combination of both. Sure. Well, the secret's in the doing, right? Secret's um, in the doing. Yeah, yeah. That, that's with everything. And, you know, I, I'm sure you, you do some coaching. I do some coaching as well. And, uh, you know, the best laid plans are nothing unless you put them into action, right? Um, right. Well, yeah, and that, yeah. And that, and that leads me to, to really, you know, you have a framework I know. And, and one of the things that really stood out to me uh, is you had a word exercise in the book, and it, it helps people find their identity. How important mm-hmm. Is, is it, is, you know, is it that someone finds their identity in finding their significance? Tell us a little bit about that. All right. So if you, if you think about, if I'm going to start off this journey on, on living in a very significant way, a fulfilled way, it always begins with the concept of choice. And this is where a lot of people will spend their time um, focused on things that have happened to them in the past and will try to explain why those things happen. You know, so they'll spend their time blaming circumstances or blaming other people or rationalizing their behavior or, or just spending a lot of their time in, in, that, in that world. And, and so first and foremost, what we need to recognize is you are where you are because of the choices that you have made in the past, good or bad. And the direction you're headed is going to be largely influenced by decisions you make today and decisions we make moving forward. Because choice is the only thing we actually control. That's it. Uh, I love what you said before about, about what we, what we uh, control. And you also said control and influence. And I think that's a, a big distinction between the two is for people to recognize we only control our choices, but our choices then weigh heavily on the influence of our desired outcome. You know, especially as it relates to outcomes or people, we influence those things. We don't control them. But we control our choices, which allow us to influence the, the direction and the outcome. So it's, it's uh, just making sure that, that people understand the difference between those two. One of the biggest choices someone will ever make in their life is their choice regarding their identity. And, you know, sometimes people say they'll do something and they'll say, well, that's, that's just the way I am. And that's not always the case. I think there's a difference between what may come naturally and what comes easily. You know, and so sometimes we hide behind what might come easily to us, uh, cynicism, for example, or pessimism. Those are all choices, and you know, we choose to be that way. Uh, and so, you know, for what we want to do is, is get people to, to look at this whole concept of identity because we want that to be the source of our behavior, not how we feel about something, but who we are about something. And a lot of that comes down to, um, core characteristics and, and your core purpose. You know, you talk about finding your significance. And, and in many cases, you know, if we were to tie that to purpose, sometimes people spend their entire lives 
trying to find their purpose. And what I tell them is, look, there's a very good chance you never will, not because you can't, but because it's never been hidden. It's simply a choice. Purpose is a choice. So what do you choose your life to be about? Uh, how can you summarize that in one or two words and say, this is what I stand for, therefore this influences everything I do both personally and professionally? So once people get a firm grasp on their identity, then they realize, no, I will act based on who I am, not necessarily how I feel in the moment. And that's a huge shift for many, many people. I think, you know, and you touched on it, and, and I want to really drive that point home because I already know the answer to the question I'm about to ask you. But, you know, do, do, people, do people have a choice in who they are? Depends right. on, on how you're they trying to, to categorize that. Yeah, so for <laughs> example, um, did, I, did I choose to be a redhead? Um, God, no. <laughs> you know, uh, that's a life of constantly reapplying sunscreen. You know, I didn't, I didn't choose that, but, but I happen to love it now. I mean, it, it's great. Why? Because, because that comes naturally. I didn't choose my height. I didn't choose my eye color. I didn't choose what color hair I had. All of that came naturally. But we have a tremendous influence and a tremendous say in choosing who we want to be in terms of personality, in terms of how we want to act, how we want to come across. Uh, all of that, people don't recognize that all of that is a choice. And we can choose, we have so much say in, in who we want to be at any given moment. And so it's just putting that at the forefront of their mind. Hey, tell me who you want to be. Tell me who you are. And I'll have a good idea of what you'll do because of that. That is a that's a perfect answer, and 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 that's exactly what I was looking for from you. Is you know a lot of us, and you talk about it in your book, is we carry around this baggage of our history and things that have happened to us in the past, and we let that color who we think we are, and of course eventually it's it's we let it color who we who we become, and a lot of people don't realize that you you can choose who you want to be, uh, right. and it comes down it comes down to picking those words and identifying. First, you know, like you said, being aware of it and then deciding who you want to be, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that could be – that's confronting for some people because for so long they have hidden behind this narrative. And, and for some people, you know, they'll say uh, they may not pursue college. Why? Well, no one in my family goes to college. No, that's not what we do. Uh, that's an identity, but that's a choice. Sure. Um, you know, I, I'm a realist, which usually means I'm just being pessimistic, but I don't want you to think I'm pessimistic, so I'm just going to say I'm a realist. Uh, it, well, that's a choice, you know, and, and so um, tell me, if you were to remove the story, remove your old narrative, what's the new story look like? And you get to choose that today moving forward. Excellent. That is, that is, that is really it. I mean, I go back to planning and creating. You got to start with, you know, who you are and, and where you want to go. And then, and then, and then make, you know, like you said, action. Take that first step in that direction. Hey, gang, been here. And I wanted to take a quick minute to give a shout out to the sponsor of this episode, Nutrition for OCR. Nutrition for OCR makes a nutritional supplement, which I have been personally taking for over a year now, called OCR Performance Stack. And if you're like me when you're trying to get into shape, cut weight, or just perform better, your diet is often lacking in some vital nutrients. You're having to take a soiree of supplements to keep yourself healthy. I know I was in the past. At one point, I was taking probably 20 pills in the morning and another 20 pills or so throughout the day just to try and feel decent due to my extreme diet and training. Then I discovered OCR Performance Stack. 
that doesn't have everything I need in it, but it does have a lot of the stuff that I was already taking. And it's one pill in the morning and one pill in the evening. It's got things like apple cider vinegar, forskolin, green tea leaf, B vitamins, chromium pixilinate, and a variety of other things your body needs. And here's the cool thing. No jitters. Although OCR Performance Stack does have a little guarana in it, it doesn't give most people the jitters. Now, like other supplements, you're trying to fool you into thinking they're doing something or working just because they're loaded with stimulants and simply wiring you up. When in reality, that's all they're doing. They're just making you agitated and jittery. So if you're looking for something to give you an edge in your performance, in your fitness, or your overall health and wellness, then give OCR Performance Stack a try. You won't regret it. You can find it at nutritionforocr.com. That's nutritionforocr.com. Now back to the show. I know you have a framework. Um, you know, oh, well, let me let me step back. I know you do speaking on this subject, but I also yeah. know that you know you do some coaching. And, and can you tell us a little bit about the framework? I know identity is part of that framework. But tell us a little bit about the the framework of creating a life of significance. So, if you since the stroke, I, I've had this somewhat. I'll say it's a mild obsession about what it actually means to live in a very significant way. You know, I was really trying to grasp what I was thinking of in that moment. Look, my background is in education, but it's in operations as well. And so what that means is I, I'm a how person. You know, I like the tangible, practical aspects of things. And so I, I couldn't shake this idea, not that I wanted to, but I, I couldn't get rid of this idea that everything I thought about in that moment was about did I matter? Was I significant? And, and so I started to really dive into that. And I wanted to find out people that just seem to be living differently. You know, people that, that love Monday mornings. You know, who are those crazy people? What, what is it about them? What makes them tick? What makes them different? And so through interviewing uh, people like that and through my own coaching and trying to just relate to people differently, I started to recognize that as unique as we all are, we also share a lot of commonalities. And when people are caught in a rut, I can usually identify that it, it falls within one of these pillars uh, of significance. And, and when things are, things are really gelling for someone, when they're thriving, it's usually because they're, they're addressing something or they have addressed something in, in a pillar and they've conquered that. And so that's the framework that, that I kind of presented in, in Dare to Matter. And it's this journey, you know, it begins with, with the concept of choice and, and really owning that. Uh, and that goes into identity. Interestingly enough is as soon as someone becomes bold and, and courageous enough to say, you know, this is who I am, immediately our internal self-defensive mechanisms will kick in and say, well, no, 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 I, you're not really that way. You want to be that way. And, and here's where you have your, your fears and your self-doubts and your insecurities pop up gosh, uh, you know, almost at the same time as when you start feeling good about who you are. And so that's the next pillar in that framework is let's address that fear. Let's not pretend that we don't have it. We do, but there's a way that we can get out in front of it so that it doesn't continue to minimize who we are. And that's part of the journey. You know, that's the next step. And then it, it kind of goes through different pillars to focus on so that it ultimately ends up in, look, what we're really doing is we're here to be a better version of who we are so that we make a bigger impact in the lives of others. And that's kind of that framework. Yeah, and, and, and I, I know we talked a little bit about this before the call. We had a previous conversation. But, you know, as I was reading your book, it, it really spoke to me about some of my history, you know, with some of the businesses I've owned in the past. And, and you just kind of – it was it was like you read my life story and you created a book around it. You know, you talk about the fear and the <laughs> doubt. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, those those ne- those negative uh, stories that we tell ourselves or the scripting that we we create. Um, that's really all in our head. You know, it's it's all in our head. Uh, and even in my consulting business, you know, I'm 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 expanding. I'm starting to to, to dive into new markets and try new things. And this podcast is one of them. And speaking is going to be a huge part of my business in the upcoming year. And there's, you know, there's that self doubt and that fear. And like you said, it, it it's almost as soon as you, as soon as you proclaim your identity or what you're going to be or do, it's uh, those voices are right there waiting to greet you, right? Yeah, there there are, and that's because uh, there are critics in this world. You know, there are people. We, look, we we fear being judged. You know, and, and what do we know about judgment? We know two things. Number one is that none of us like to be judged, and number two is that we judge ourselves and others all the time. And so there is evidence out there that yes, in fact, we are being judged. And so it's not it's not a, a fear that is not based in reality that you may have people on the outskirts that are looking at you and saying, why are you going to do that? You, you know you're not going to be successful. Uh, you know this is a bad idea. I told you you shouldn't have done it. And so you have those critics that are just <laughs> chomping at the bit. And so, you know, that's a, that's, that's a reality for many people. They don't have that support. And so uh, what's also interesting about fear, though, is we need, to, we need to put fear, we need to gain the right perspective around fear and there is some fear that we have in our lives that we want to have in our lives. You know, why, why don't we let our kids run around the house with knives in their hands? Because that's an awful idea. Why? Because of the fear of what could potentially happen, you know, and so we, we, we uh, remove the knives from them. Uh, why don't we cross the street on a major highway during rush hour? Well, because we don't want to get hit. You know, we have that fear of, of we want to survive, and, that, and that, those are the good fears. We get that. And it's also not the fears of snakes and spiders and all you know, heights and all that. Separate those fears from a second. The fears that we're really talking about are the fears that trigger uh, the pride and the ego, uh, the fears that, that trigger this narrative that somehow we're not enough. I'm not bright enough. I'm not smart enough. Uh, I, I'm not, I can't network enough. I'm not in the right networks. I don't have the right friends. My product isn't good. All of those fears and self-doubts, um, that's really what gets triggered, especially when, when – we make, we choose our identity. We choose, all right, because of this, I'm going to move forward. And then all of a sudden, boom, we're just hit with this, this wall of I don't know if I'm enough to be able to achieve what I hope to achieve. Sure. Well, and you want to put, you want to put the fears. Uh, and I don't want to say overcome your fears because that's uh, an overused phrase. But you know, put those fears, like you said, sort of categorize them, put them in the right box, and find the ones that are keeping you from acting. Right, the the ones mm-hmm. that, that make mm-hmm. you pause for, for inaction. Those are the ones you want to face down, right? And I, and, I, and I know you talked a great a great deal about fear in your in your book, and you had to think a funny story about a friend that was chasing you. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah playing tag, so, playing tag. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, about you know, we talk about business. Um, you know, fear can also be a great motivator. The problem is that fear is not a sustainable motivator, and so you might actually have that fear of, of uh, business failing or the fear of going broke and bankrupt. And look, those are legitimate fears. And so you run uh, on, on the fuel of those fears. The problem is that's exhausting. And at some point, you start feeling overworked, you're overwhelmed, you're burned out because your motivating drive has been fear-based, which is why we need to go back to all right, let's remove the fear for a second. Our motivating factor has to really be purpose-based. 
even more so than passion-based. You know, passion, the way many people interpret it, is a feeling about something, but feelings come and go. But purpose is this ultimate drive that says, I'm going to move forward in this direction. Why? Because ultimately, this is what I want to create in the world. And that allows us to weather the storm of those moments when, when I may not feel like going to work, when I may not feel passionate about what I'm doing, but I know that it's fulfilling my purpose, my declared and chosen purpose. And that's what, what keeps us getting up in the morning and keeps us moving forward. Oh, yes, and no doubt about it. A purpose-driven life uh, will help you overcome those fears is what you're saying, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. And you're absolutely right. Passions, they come and go um, with the wind, right? And, and feelings, you know, I have a, a background in psychology, um, are not great motivators because, as you just said, they, they change, you know, as we get older, as, as our people come and go from our lives. Uh, so you can't use those as constants. Right, right. Right. So, Pete, we've talked about a lot of things, and like I said, we could have a four-hour podcast uh, about the book in itself. There's just a, a ton of constructs, a ton of golden nuggets. Um, I, I recommend everyone go out and buy it. But before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to share or pass on to our audience that we haven't already covered? Uh, you know, I think for for those who are starting business or, or thinking about it, uh, it's, a, it's a matter of being – take a candid look. At, at yourself, you know, do you have the skill set to provide a product or provide a service that, that people are going to want or they need? Are you solving a problem? And do you have do you have the guts to move forward? But also, do you have the ability to embrace the grind? And I think you know that's the the big piece is that sometimes entrepreneurs say, well, they have the guts to go out on their own, but unless they're making a huge impact, uh, you know, month one. Uh, they, they shy away from it. No, it, this, is, this is a grind, and embrace the grind because in many cases it's that grind that allows us to continue down that, that journey of significance. We, we may not appreciate it at the time, but it just makes the, the achievements that we have down the road that much more meaningful. So develop the guts, but also uh, embrace the grind on this journey. Those are... Fantastic words of wisdom, and I'll, I'll add a caveat to that. Um, you know, owning a small business, working for yourself, whatever that looks like, whether it's a brick and mortar or consulting, uh, and then you can attest to this as well. It's hard, right? It's, yeah. I don't care yeah. what people tell you. <laughs> it's not easy. You know, um, I grew up in a retail family, for lack of a better word. Both my parents owned businesses, so I was kind of uh, predestined to, to be an entrepreneur and, and, and uh, want to own and, you know, uh, small businesses and work for myself. And I can tell you, uh, even with what I know today, you know, after, you know, 20 or 30 years of uh, self-employment, it's hard. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. Um, people think it's easy. They got an idea. They have a product. Like I said, they maybe fill a void or have a service that's necessary. No matter what you think it is or whatever you think it's going to be like, it's going to be hard. There's going to be some challenges. There's, there's going to be punches to the face, right? It's just going to happen. Prepare for that. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. Because if you don't, you're going you're gonna to get punched in the face. And, um, it, you know, after you get punched in the face a few times, especially early on in your first year, that's when a lot of businesses, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs call it quits. And it's not because they didn't have a good idea or they didn't have even the thick skin. It's just that they didn't plan for that punch in the face. You know, they weren't right. ready. Right for that grind. And it is a grind. It is, it's going to be a grind. Um, Pete, you know, that awesome conversation. 
I appreciate you joining us today. Where can people find you if they'd like to learn more about what you do and or to connect with you? I would say the, the website's the best bet, which is uh, www.smithimpact.com. Awesome. And, I'll, and obviously, I'll put that in the show notes for anybody that wants to reach out to you. And where can they find your book if they'd like to purchase it? Uh, Amazon's the easiest one. I think it's there on uh, paperback, on Kindle, and on audio as well. Excellent. Well, Pete, thank you for joining us today. We'll definitely have you back on the show, and I hope that everyone out there learned at least one thing that can help take them to the next level. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, thanks for listening today. For more episodes, make sure to click the subscribe button below and check out our blog for other impactful information that might be of interest to you at vizanaconsulting.com forward slash blog. That's Vizana, V as in victory, E-Z-I-N-A, consulting.com slash blog. If you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for a future episode, you can email us at podcast at vizanaconsulting.com. That's podcast at vizanaconsulting.com. I'm your host, Ben Vizanaw, and I'll see you next time on the Next Level Leadership and Small Business Owner Show.